Today's episode is brought to you by Get Your Guide. Want to make your next trip unforgettable? There's an easy way to do that. Book a Get Your Guide travel experience. No matter where your travels take you, Get Your Guide offers the best way to connect with your destination. Choose from over 100,000 travel experiences in the U.S. and around the world with Get Your Guide. Whether it's the Sherlock Holmes tour in London, the night helicopter flight over Las Vegas, or whitewater rafting in the Grand Canyon, whatever you're into, you'll find an experience you love. Discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor, featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com slash deals. That's Alienware.com slash deals. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. I'm Julie Douglas, and this week, co-host Robert Lamb is off pursuing the lengthening of his telomeres. At least that's what I think he's doing. Good luck with that, Robert. In this encore presentation of Wind Beneath My Surgical Wings, we continue the dream of flight as a means to transcend the limits of our biology. So without any further ado, I hope that you enjoy. Okay, so we've discussed in the past about uh, how we have augmented ourselves before. I, I believe there was someone who had an ear grafted onto his yes. skin, mm-hmm. um, or rather the, the tissue was grown for it. Yeah, that was in our performance art uh, episode. Yeah, and um, you know we've had we've talked about people who have taken out ribs before to have like you know twelve inch waist. Um, mm-hmm. We have. Certainly manipulated and uh, bodily, bodily modified ourselves to the extent where it's a little bit shocking. But you get to surgical wings or the idea of it, and is it that shocking? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, that is the question we're going to talk about in the second half. Uh, first of all, I do want to say just a quick thing about plastic surgery again. Mm-hmm. I know when I was growing up and I would hear the term plastic surgery, uh, almost exclusively in reference to people who had new noses, and or new chest augmentations. 
um, I kind of had it in my mind that it was plastic, like it was actual, literally <laughs> plastic. Like, oh, they have a plastic nose, it's like Humpty Hump or something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where it's just you know set there, right up there on their face. Or that obviously breast implants. I was kind of like, well, it's kind of like plastic, I guess. You see them, I would see them in like Newsweek magazine that my grandparents had, and so I'm like, oh, well, that's plastic surgery. It's putting plastic in or on the body and making things new. You thought there were water balloons in there? Yeah, I thought they were water balloons, <laughs> but. Um, but just for a quick primer, plastic in plastic surgery means plasticity. So essentially what we're talking about is flesh sculpting. And the idea goes back a long time. Uh, for instance, um, skin grafts uh, may have taken place as early as 800 B.C., which is crazy to think about that. Just the, the idea that we were, we were already figuring out ways to sculpt the flesh of the human body uh, even in 800 B.C., the, See, we the just, Egyptians. we have, I mean, humans just can't help but tinker with themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and certainly if there's a, if there's a medical advantage, you know, if you're trying to help somebody, you know, improve their quality of life, uh, I mean, that, and, or appeal to their vanity, that's all, that, that's what you need to get the, to learn more about it and to get the research done to achieve the, the already lofty heights of plastic surgery we have today. Yeah. And of course, I was about to say, uh, you know, the, the technology is commensurate with the procedures. Mm-hmm. So what you have in place is, is what is going to determine what happens, uh, with your body or how you decide to manipulate it. So as we were discussing earlier, Rosen proposed that, yeah, he thinks you could, you could give people winks. Now, what would this, consist of? How would this possibly work? Because when we're talking about plastic surgery, we're talking about sculpting the body. So it's most interpretations, we're not talking about making some wings and cooking them up in a lab and then just stitching them on the body. Mm -hmm. We have to essentially look to nature and see how nature flies, right? Well, we have to look at nature, but we also have to look at the mind because this is an important part of the process, right? Um, We've talked about how the mind also has its own type of plasticity mm-hmm. and can certainly conform um, to whatever's going on with the body. And you've used the, the wonderful analogy of the horse and rider before that yes. it's not, you know, the two things aren't necessarily separate when you're talking about the mind and body. Yeah, it's not the, the mind is the rider and the body is the horse, but it's both are one. They were essentially a centaur uh, instead. Yeah, so, you know, your, this brain, uh, plasticity, plasticity gives us the ability to make physical changes that are then incorporated by the brain. This is from the Dr. Dedelius article. Rosen explains that when, quote, when we lose a limb, the brain absorbs its map or rewires it to some other center. Similarly, when we gain a limb, the brain almost immediately senses it and goes about hooking it up via neural representation. He said, if I were to attach a sonographically powered arm to your body, your brain would map it. If I were to attach a third thumb, your brain would map this as well. Our bodies change our brains, and our brains are infinitely moldable. If I were to give you wings, you would develop literally a winged brain. If I were to give you an echolocation device, you would develop, in part, a bat brain. Hmm. I mean, he, there's some truth yeah. to this, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's important to, to, to think in terms of, of brain mapping and, and uh, neural adaptation to these features, because you can talk all day about sewing bits onto your body, <laughs> but if you if you can't... If they are not actually a part of you, if they are not part of that centaur uh, that is the mind-body connection, then it's really not a part of you or your body. So, in a sense, whatever you dream up, your brain can hang with. Yeah. But um, it comes down to a matter of where really the rubber meets the road and, and the actual surgical bits that are put onto it. And in order to really look at that, you have to look at um, 
a professor in plastic and reconstructive surgeon Samuel Poor who took on the idea of surgical wings. Yeah, from the Division of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery at the University of Wisconsin. And he actually published an article about this idea, about the the actual de- possible details of transforming uh, normal humans into winged humans. And he did this uh, after Rosen had made lots of waves with his discussion. So it's it, it was a, a response to Rosen's mm-hmm. work uh, where he says, okay, well, let's assuming that, that this is something we want to do and and, uh, and and actually there's someone out there who wants it, uh, what would this consist of? How would we go about it? As yeah. a thought experiment uh, and as a plastic surgeon, uh, what can I do, what could I do to the human body to give that body wings? And I love this because he really did respond to it, not just in the philosophical sense, but like really what are the nuts and bolts to make this happen if you're going to take this thought experiment one step further? Because Rosen's ideas are amazing and it's great to sort of get caught up in them. But uh, a lot of times he's kind of spitballing, though, or at least I mean, maybe not in his own mind. Yeah. But in terms of just how he's commenting to other people, he He's not necessarily laying out a you know a, a five step plan to make it happen, um, but not out, outside of his own mind anyway. Right. Well, he knows all that. You know, he's he's pretty well informed about all the different fields that yeah, it would yeah. take to make this happen. But you're right. He's not going to sit there and say, it's, "Here's step one." Yeah. Though I though I pretty much have no doubt that he has it in his mind. Absolutely. He, he's he sat down to say, position. like, how would you actually yeah. do this? But that's why I think it's so interesting that Samuel Poor took this on because it does give you a sense of what the limitations are and um, what the possibilities are as well. Yeah, so in, in this article, uh, he asked, okay, well, all right, if we're going to have wings, what, what are the aspects of a bird wing that we would want? And in this article, he does deal exclusively with bird wings. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I didn't think that much about bat wings. We'll talk about that a little, a little yeah. more. But he's talking about bird wings. So evidently, he, as far as art goes, he is into the idea of of, of an angelic figure with the big lofty feathery wings, which is beautiful. I'm, I'm totally into that. This is like well. Archangel from, uh, from, uh, X-Men. Yeah, like, like, uh, like that character from, from X-Men or, or any of, you know, painting you've seen of an angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but then of course the other side is we have plenty of images of fallen angels, uh, and, and their kin, creatures with bat-like wings, which some might find hideous, uh, some might find kind of, uh, uh appealing. If uh, the pictures I had on my wall in high school had anything, uh, you know, to do with that, but um, but but certainly uh, he decides to focus just on wings with feathers. Sure, and why not? Because I mean, this is really the the example from nature that we draw from the most. Yeah. So, what does a bird wing have? First of all, it has those feathers for lift and insulation. It has a highly derived shoulder and a distinct thorax. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what else do we have to take into? into account here. Then we have to we have to look at the human body. What do we have? Well, we have these arms, right? Mm-hmm. And and you look at a bird. What is it? Does a bird have arms? No, a bird has wings. So obviously we're getting to, getting to the point here where we have to realize if you're going to use plastic surgery to make what we have into something similar to what birds have, it's not going to be a matter of strapping wings on on the back and turning us into six-limbed creatures. Mm-hmm. We're going to remain four-limbed creatures but we're going to have to transform our arms into wings, which is something you don't see as often in our fantastic visions of winged humans. Right. We tend to imagine that we still get to keep our arms and that we just have <laughs> wings springing out of our backs. But uh, the, the plastic surgeons of the world are here to say, actually, guys, if you really want those wings, you're going to have to part with the arms. 
Yeah, and they're not going to be big, fluffy, white feathers. It's probably going to be more like a turkey vulture. Yes. Well, well, I say that, but uh, Professor uh, Samuel Poor does say that in order for us to really get the right structure, we can't necessarily look at modern birds as the example. Um, we would be better off to look at something called the Archaeopteryx, and this is a bird that existed 150 million years ago. Yeah, because the Archaeopteryx has a very primitive wing structure. It's mm-hmm. a very early model, okay? Versus birds, modern birds, which have a very high, a very highly evolved, very advanced model of the of the wing. So, if you're going to using the plastic surgery techniques that we have today, if you were going to transform our arms into wings, mm-hmm. you really want to fit with go after something a lot simpler because that's going to be something that we can actually achieve potentially, arguably, uh, as opposed to a really ad- advanced. Structure. It's kind of like if you're adding on to your house, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have to take into account the existing architecture, the existing structure. What is going to work structurally as a part of the new house? What is going to work stylistically as part of the new house? And uh, if you know, it's just not always in the cards to take, say, a, a medieval castle and then build a highly modern structure on top of it. I mean, it's just you have to take into account the original form. So our arms are great arms, but they're really crappy wings. Like the crappiest wing possible because they, they they don't do anything, you know. So to to actually change them into wings, we're mm-hmm. essentially having to backtrack on evolution and go think back to how wings really begin to evolve and and take form in organisms. Which makes sense, right? Because you do, as you say, have to go back to the more primitive version if you're trying to make this you know, from soup to nuts on a human being. It's a little bit ironic, though, that you'd have to go back 150 million years in order to uh, get some sort of futuristic um, structure for human wings. Yeah, because the the Archaeopteryx, uh, it it was was feathered, it was flying, but it had a far less complex wrist and shoulder, Mm -hmm. which is key because this is what really places it within surgical reach for us. Okay, so in this article, Poor lays out some possible steps to transform the arm into a wing. Mm -hmm. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today's episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. He talks about forming a distal row of carpal bones and metacarpals uh, in our existing arm into a carpometacarpus, which is essentially a buffalo wing. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a single fused bone between the wrist and knuckle. So if you look, if you look at a, at a picture of a human arm mm-hmm. and, you, and you see a picture of the, um, of the, the wing of a, of a bird or, uh, or in this case, a, a flying dinosaur, then you see that, all right, we have uh, uh, the humerus. Uh, the upper bone and the arm mm-hmm. both have that, uh, but then when you're looking at uh, at the lower uh, portion of the arm, the lower bones, that's where you're talking about needing to fuse things together. Because uh, do you ever see a bird using like a, a a smartphone or typing on a keyboard? No, they don't need the digits. Right, and the wrist and knuckles all being one piece makes sense too, right? right. Because they're not sort of waving their hands back and forth. Um, you'd also have to fuse the small finger, the ring finger, and the index finger, although your thumb would remain free. Yes. So that's good news. Yeah, so some video games are still possible. <laughs> the hand and elbow uh, would have to be fixed uh, to prevent uh, too broad a range of movement, but uh, but there's not, not any need for bone fi- bony fixation in the elbow. You need movement. Um, so uh, you make use of existing muscle and skin there. You redirect the bicep and tendon of, uh, of insertion. Uh, you use uh, tissue expansion techniques to cover all of this because you, you need skin over. Skin, all of this. yeah, right. And then for non-functional cosmetic wings, this is this is a really good stopping point, right? Yes. Because this is what you need in order just to sport them around town, right? Yeah, and we're not even talking about the possibility of of sticking feathers in these things. Uh, that would be a whole separate thing to worry about because what are you going to try and grow feathers? Are you going to try to manipulate the body to produce feathers? Um, that's a whole um, kettle of fish in and of itself. But just to transform your fleshy arms into fleshy bat wings mm-hmm. that you could parade around town in, yeah, this is where you would you would stop. And we know we can grow tissue, right? So in order to actually grow the skin, that's not a problem. Right? Right. Um, you know, Of course, we're talking about pretty advanced technologies here. So... I don't really see, you know, 2020 just going into your local clinic and, and getting your, your uh, wings all done up. But, again, in this idea of 20 to 50 years out, let's say you can get these wings um, constructed for you, and you really want to take flight. Well, you're going to need to flap them. You're going to need to flap those wings uh, in order to even try to fly. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do that, you're going to need high-velocity rotation in the shoulder. So you're going to need some pretty extensive shoulder reconstruction to make that possible. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you are going to need feathers. Yeah. Now, this is particularly problematic because feathers are so specific to the species, the subspecies. It's um, something that has 
evolved for, you know, billions of years and it's not an easy thing to just say, oh, here, let's stick some turkey feathers in and you'll be fine. Yeah, feathers are, are a very complex and really amazing um, adaptation of uh, fl- flying organisms. Now, some critics of Poor's article, and I don't want to say critics, let's just say people having a lively discussion with him about this, they point out, well, bats don't have feathers, so why should we feel limited to on, on the, this whole feather argument? Why would that be a sticking point? Yeah, and we, we can talk more about bats, but for sure, this would this is a good model to go after. I think yeah. it's not just birds, because I really actually feel like bats have more potential in this arena. Yeah. And it would be so cool to wrap yourself up in bat wings and hang upside down. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, more about surgical wings. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today's episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. All right, and we're back. So I can, I'm kind of already imagining uh, like super rich individuals in the future uh, surrounding themselves with uh, beautiful men and women that they have uh, they have had surgically adapted into uh, winged creatures. So they're just kind of like they're not flying, but they're just walking around the dinner party like with. Well, they couldn't really hold a tray of drinks. I don't know what they're doing. I guess they're just walking around looking pretty and bird-like. Well, see, why not keep your own arms and then just do a separate wing structure too? Yeah, well, that would just this is that would be even 
that would be higher hanging fruit for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the flight issue because, uh, it's not just the feathers and the ability to, to actually figure out in your dermis how to grow the feathers that you need or to genetically game your body into doing it. Um, it's also the wing loading ratio. Uh, we would need really, really large wings to support, say, a 170 pound body. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, look at the size of, of flying animals and the size of their wings. Look at the albatross. The albatross is a pretty large mm-hmm. creature and, a, and, uh, and kind of a clumsy uh, bird as well. You know, it, flight is not the most graceful thing for this, this creature. So it's wing, but its wings have to be pretty big. And so, you know, when you're looking at the, at the wing ratio uh, in an organism and you're looking at the possibility of creating wings on a human mm-hmm. from that human's existing flesh, sculpting their existing body into this. Because, again, you have a lump of clay, and you're going to sculpt that lump of clay into a vase. That vase better have equivalent mass to that lump of clay. That's mm-hmm. just the basic uh, limits of, of what you're working with. So if you're going to try and build wings big enough for the human for a human to fly, there's not enough material to go around. I don't care how much, like, butt flesh and extra bones you have, <laughs> you're not going to build proper flyable wings. Now, Poor did say that for a 170-pound body, you would need about 20 feet of wingspan, yeah. which you know then becomes sort of impractical, especially if you're taking mass transit. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine trying to get on Marta with those? I mean, I um, guess you could get like donor flesh. That would be about the only way you could really start looking at that. But then you're having to like scrap. I You could get you know flesh from a corpse, I guess. And, and use that in the process. I mean, I'm, you know, it's not impossible, but it's there certainly something to think about. You that you just you can't completely just reshape the existing form into the flying form. There are a lot of other considerations to make. The blog Human Enhancement and Biopolitics takes on some of these issues, and in that blog, they're talking about uh, the the larger problem, which is muscle, because birds, bats, and pterosaurs have really large pec muscles, yeah. and they're so large that they actually take up about thirty to thirty five percent of their body mass. So that would mean that humans would then have to grow these bionic pec muscles yeah. that somehow were, you know, maybe nanomaterials were used somehow lighter than actual muscles in order to really power yourself. Um, so, again, that's an issue of actually trying to take flight because we, we're pretty undeveloped, underdeveloped in our chest areas. Right. Because uh, obviously we don't fly and we don't need those those muscles. Yeah, I mean, you get into a situation where the, the, the classic idea of just of, uh, sort of the, the art idea of, uh, of, you know, angels with wings on their backs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just more complicated than that. You can't just, you can't just add something of another species to this animal and, exp- and it, to, and expect it to be a seamless transition. There are a lot of complex questions that come with that. Well, if you're going to have those wings, again, you're going to need the pecs to power them. Where are you going to put those? Um, cause if you're, if you're doing the model where the wings are on the back, then where are the muscles <laughs> supporting right. the wings? Right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's sort of like in that article that we uh, discussed in the centaur episode where, uh, you had a, a German surgeon who was looking at the, at, at the centaur as a mythological creature and saying, mm-hmm. how would that actually work? And when you get down into the, the theoretic bio, theoretical biology of that, uh, there are all these different complications you wouldn't even possibly think of. Of course, the thing there. I remember was, where do you put the penis? Right. The front of the back. The I mean, you back. know, in some ways it's the same thing with wings, although obviously there's no penis, but you have some of the same engineering problems. Um, of course, Poor did say that in microgravity, zero gravity, um, it could be helpful to have wings. Which, yeah, which brings us back to the werewolf principle and the yeah. idea that should can and can we adapt the human body to, to make it better suited to life on, say, a long space flight, 
to somewhere, uh, to life in orbit, to life on another world. Uh, if it, if, if one ended up making the argument that yes, small wings would be highly effective in navigating this environment, then maybe that's something we have to consider. Well, and again, go back to bats, right? Yeah. Because as we've discussed before in our podcast uh, or episodes about bats, they are governed, their, their wing structure, by a rogue finger gene. So if you look at the structure of a bat wing, mm-hmm. it's really uh, just a modified mammalian arm, and it's got these, the, why well, you should call them fingers, I don't actually call them fingers, but if you think about their wings as sort of these fingers, like on the spokes of an umbrella, that's how they get the structure. Yeah. So why not tinker with our own genetics to game our um, you know, genes in the arm bud? that begin to produce the, the sort of hand that we have and have it spread out. And you can take flight much easier because, as we know with bats, they get their um, their lift mm-hmm. by uh, basically free-falling yes. from an upside-down position and then catching the wind with their wings. Yeah, not every flying creature, obviously, is a hummingbird capable of just amazing, right. quick, uh, spirited flight. You know, they can go from zero to a to 100, can take off uh, vertically without any, any problems. I mean, some of these larger animals, they have to fall off of something to achieve flight. Yeah, plus it would be kind of cool to take flight that way, I think. Yeah. Just free fall, upside down. Um, of course, now, Poor in his, uh, his paper did say, look, this is just sort of not, well, he didn't say, hey, look, this is just an idea. But he did conclude by saying, despite advances in surgical techniques that could theoretically lead to the ability to construct wings from arms, it is evident that humans should remain human, staying Uh-oh. on the ground, pondering and studying the intricacies of flight while letting birds be birds and angels be angels. He, he had me till the and let angels be angels. That then he was just really <laughs> cross. No, I obviously Rosen would strongly disagree with this man's. Uh, he would probably see um, see poor as as someone with a limited um, limited vision for humanity, whereas poor is is certainly staying more on the cautious realism. Uh, side of the well, issue. poor also doesn't really address uh, genetic tinkering as well. He's just yeah. sort of saying, what, "What do we do right now with the materials that we have?" Um, so some of the some of his discussion is limited by that. But uh, there is this idea that is in the article, uh, Doctor Dedalius, um, and it is uh, an idea put forth by Mary Douglas. She wrote in her anthropological study, purity in danger that human beings have a natural aversion to crossing categories and that when we do, we transgress or when we do transgress it, we see it as deeply dirty. Yeah. So that there's idea, this idea of like, well, this is not human. It's separate from us. There's a danger in it. Yeah. Which I think it comes back to the wing thing or even the centaur thing. It's one thing to have like, oh, the top is a, is a topless lady and the bottom is a fish like that. Doesn't is maybe okay at least to a certain extent because there's this firm line. There's a distinction between the part that is animal and the part that is human. And when you get into you know we've talked before about monsters. The idea of any kind of a monster is that it embodies an idea, mm-hmm. especially the any kind of monster that is half human, half beast. It's ultimately about the competing higher and lower natures of our being. The part of us that thinks that we're above an, being an animal, and the part of us that is inevitably an animal. And we, but we like seeing that division, even in our monstrous uh, imagined creations. But when there is crossover, more crossover than we anticipated, that's where the, you get in that polluted area. When you get into models of a centaur that has a penis in the front uh, and or in the back, when you get into examples of, oh, this person has wings, but it also means they have to have grotesque pectoral more muscles to power it, then 
the line becomes smudged and uh, and we begin to go a little. I was thinking about this in the context of biogerontology and and mm-hmm. and our bearded friend Aubrey de Grey and and his quest to uh, tinker with people. At, uh, at a cellular level in order to have them live upwards to 500 years, 1,000 years old. And I was thinking, well, how does that, how does all of this sort of jibe with post-humanism? Because surely that will be the thing to do when you reach 200 years old. Like, mm-hmm. you just get bored and you say, why don't I go ahead and get those surgical wings I've always wanted? You know, <laughs> what is what does that world look like? Um, you know, do we have this possibility of, of uh, you know, very elderly people zooming around with their new wings with sort of angel faces faces to match. Yeah. When you just, com- ultimately, you're you know, talking about completely just casting aside any expectations about what a human is or should be on a physical level. And then to, to draw from Rosen's uh, um, idea of plastic surgery, uh, it also means that the, there are no constraints on the soul, on who you are. Hey guys, that concludes our musings on transhumanism by way of bird and bat wings. If you want more of this kind of uh, futurist fair as well as other offerings, you can find it on StuffToBlowYourMind.com and Mind Stuff Show on YouTube. You can also join us round the social media fire on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. So here's my question to you guys. Do you have a topic you feel really strongly about, one that you'd like us to cover and uh, and to really delve into. Let us know at BelowTheMind at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.